everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Misaligned. It's been quite the busy weekend for all three of us. So our topic today is actually going to be a little guide to going to concerts and festivals, things you should, shouldn't do, that sort of thing. But before we get into that, I know, Caitlin, you have some South by Southwest updates for everyone. Oh, yes. So I was just, uh, you know, wrapping it up today while we're recording. It is Sunday. So technically, South by Southwest did end yesterday, um, though most people are still in town. Um, a lot of our local bars have like locals only parties where you have to have an ID to get in and that kind of stuff. So it's really tourist shaming day. Um, but if I'm taking it easy, it has been rough on my body and my liver uh, the past, I don't know, nine days. Um, and mine was even a little bit shorter this year. I didn't really uh, do quite as much as I normally do. But I started the week off um, with the house show um, at a local co-op um, by University of Texas campus. And it was awesome. It had a mix of, you know, some top shelf bands, which was cool. Um, some really small unsigned bands, some local bands, all sorts of stuff. But the two stands out, standouts for me there, and I guess these would also be my recommendations for the week, um, are both bands, I believe from Michigan, from Grand Rapids, Cardboard Swords, and a band called Oliver Houston. Um, both were amazing. And I also happened to see Julian Baker um, at that show, which I thought was awesome. She's an official artist this year, had probably every credential you could want, or, you know, at least had the artist wristband and everything, but she chose to hang out at a grody old co-op where there was no toilet paper. So props to her. <laughs> we also, we host a local emo night um, once a month, um, every first Wednesday um, called Jim E Wednesday. And this uh, this week we did a special edition with our guest DJ Tom Mullen, who hosts the podcast Washed Up Emo. Um, so it was great to finally put a face to a name more, well, well, a physical face to a name um, and hang out with him for a little bit. I got really lucky and got a music wristband for the first time ever. A friend had an extra voucher that she didn't need. So I ended up going to a no effects club show. Uh, the venue held about 400 people. So that's probably a once in a lifetime opportunity at this point for how big no effects is and the number of festivals they play. I've seen them a couple times, but only ever at a festival. So it was awesome. I was really looking forward to seeing Coheed and Cambria, um, which was playing on a big free stage out by our um, lake slash river in downtown. But uh, there was some bad weather on Friday night and they had to cancel. So I didn't get to see Coheed. It's been like 13 years. And I was really excited about PUP, which I think I mentioned last time, but they had to cancel because of some scheduling issues. So that was who I was most looking forward to seeing. And they weren't there. But so it was a busy week. Um, spent a lot of time just, you know, relaxing, drinking in the sun. We had great weather this week. Um, earlier in the week, it was 90 degrees, which is great weather for me, which I know a lot of people were dying. But I don't know. It was great. It was good. Um, the music never stops here, though. I've got three shows coming up this week. Astronautilus, the Smith Street Band, and I'm super excited about Explosions in the Sky. Um, they're they're local and they're playing some local shows this uh, this Friday. So it was awesome. Definitely awesome. Definitely more uh, low key than it has been in the past for me, but definitely a good South by. And uh, I'll, I'm curious to see if anybody else attended and um, who's listening. And I'd like to hear what you guys thought, too. Nice. And Megan, I know you have one quick little thing before we move on to our concert guide. I do. 
But actually, first, Caitlin, you're going to have so much fun seeing explosions in the sky because they're so oh, good live. They're always amazing. Always. Oh, I saw them with Death Cab and that was amazing. But anyway, enough about that. Um, I have an interview with a band called A Will Away. They were signed to Triple Crown Records a few months ago and it's going to be on Modern Vinyl and it's going to be awesome. So that should be up hopefully within the next two weeks or so. Um, they're currently on tour with Have Mercy. And they did South by So What this weekend. I guess that's what it's called. The So What yep. Festival, South by So What. Uh, yeah, So What Festival, yeah. Nice. And there we go. <laughs> definitely looking forward to checking out that interview. I know you told me a little bit about it. So highly recommend everyone else checks that out as well. But we're going to go ahead and kind of jump into this little concert festival guide we have going. I know this is something that all three of us kind of agree on. Definitely bring earplugs with you to shows. You will thank us later. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Once I started doing that, everything was like so much better. My ears weren't completely ringing off the hook, basically, after a show. I remember when I was younger, you know, it wasn't cool. You didn't want to, like, put in earplugs before the band plays. But um, I was on drumline in high school, and I started wearing earplugs probably in 10th grade. Um, and it took me a little while to start wearing them at shows, too. But it's made such a huge difference, especially for someone, you know, I've had a lot of ear problems in the past. Um, so I do invest um, in, a, in a nicer set. Um, they're called Etymotics, E-T-Y, Etymotics. Um, and I, they come with a little keychain, and I carry them on my car keys everywhere that I go. Um, so if I've got my keys with me, I've got my earphones or my earplugs with me. They run about 12 bucks on Amazon, which can be a little pricey if you're not going to take care of them or not keep an eye out for them. Um, but they're amazing. They're made like um, for the certain the correct decibel that music um, is at. So it's not just like they're not just construction level headphones or whatever. They're specifically made for that level of decibel. Um, so highly recommend those. Yeah. And the ones I use are kind of disposable ones. They're called Heroes. They're kind of like Heroes, but you know, here as in here with ah, your ears. So <laughs> I like that. And I think I spent, you know, maybe 12, 13 bucks for like three packs of them on Amazon. And I don't know about most people, but I clean my ears almost every day. So it's not like my ears are disgusting. So you don't really have to use them just once for a few hours and get rid of them. I have a little case I keep mine in, you know, maybe use them at a few shows, a handful of shows, whatever. And, you know, if they start losing their form, then obviously toss them and you'll have plenty more. But definitely a huge thing to do. Once I started taking earplugs to shows, it's like... I could actually understand what was happening at the show because things weren't overly loud and everything. And you can stand anywhere. Yeah. You can stand in front of the stair uh, in front of the, you know, the speakers and the monitors if no one else will stand there cuz you can hear. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, and I <laughs> and I know unfortunately for some people they have to get the ones that are molded specifically to their ears and those obviously cost a lot more. But sometimes some people's hearing is so bad that they actually need the ones that you know, have those little microphones or something on the end of them to amplify it to just the right level in your ears. It's very strange, but I've seen those. And, you know, earplugs can run anywhere from like extremely cheap to hundreds of dollars if you need the ones molded specifically to your ears. 
So, you know, definitely kind of look around and see what will work best with you. If you aren't sure if the disposable ones are for you, obviously those are much cheaper to just try out and you don't have to buy them, you know, in bulk like I did because that's <laughs> that's quite a bit. So if you just want to try them, you won't need like, you know, a hundred pairs of earplugs or anything. Yeah. And one of the reasons I um, actually I don't use the disposable and this is maybe applicable to someone else. Um, I have really tiny ears <laughs> um, and little tiny ear holes. So as a result, I have a hard time wearing just like any kind of normal sized headphone, like any of the Apple headphones um, that come with the phones and iPods and stuff I can't use. Um, so I do that. That's really helpful. They do come in several different sizes. So I do have to buy a smaller size. Um, so if you're worried about that, because if the if the earplug is not in your ear correctly and if you don't put it in correctly, or if it doesn't fit you right, it's not helping you at all. Um, so that's something that's really important too. And I've seen a lot of lately, actually, when I was out at South by, I noticed a lot of people who would put in earplugs, but they weren't actually putting them in their ears. Like they were, it was really weird. They were not putting them they in. They were kind of just like sticking out, kind of. Yeah. Right. So it they was like they didn't your mold ear canal, them. Like dug in there. So I see a lot of that. So yeah. maybe, you know, buying uh, plugs that are smaller, more appropriate for your ear size or bigger, whatever, um, will help. So just a, just a thought. But I have seen, I have seen a trend of like younger people wearing headphones to, or headphones, earplugs too, which is really nice. Like I know at the Have Mercy show last week, I did see a few people who were definitely still in high school with the earplugs in. And it made me feel like a proud grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I was just at the Roxy on Friday for Further Seems Forever. And I took one earplug out and it was like way too loud. You know, it's like, I don't know why venues think they have to have the music that loud. But sometimes with smaller venues, I mean, the Roxy's cap is only 449 people. So, you know, it's not a huge venue. You can turn the music down a little bit. No one's going to, you know be super upset that their hearing has been saved slightly. Right. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, speaking of smaller venues and stuff, sometimes, you know, the bathroom isn't in a very obvious place or, you know, they don't have signs necessarily saying restrooms this way. So my little piece of advice for that is, you know, figure out where the bathroom is before the show starts or, you know, in between sets at some point where you're not you know, squished into the crowd so much that you can't move around comfortably and, you know, go find a employee or a security person to kind of ask where the bathroom is. So I definitely try to do that. I kind of like scope out. I'm like, all right, the bathroom's right over there. So, you know, that's a little tip. That's true. And if you're if you're someone who gets any kind of like anxiety in crowds like that, too, like the bathroom is kind of my escape. So if you're ever anxious about that, that's going to be really helpful, I think, in that situation too. have somewhere to to, go to. Yeah. And if you go to different venues and figure out like what bathrooms you really like, then it can make things a lot easier because some this sounds totally weird, but some venue bathrooms can be really cool. Um, (laughs) I know that Strange Matter in Richmond actually is. They don't have genders on their bathrooms. It's stalls and it is, I think, stands. That's cool. I know it definitely, like, it doesn't have male or female or anything on that. And their graffiti is really cool. Or then you'll go to a different venue and be totally grossed out that you'll kind of keep that in your head for future use that if you have to go to the bathroom, either hold it or make friends with someone who will let you into an alley. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know 
go down the street and go somewhere before the show starts if you're already aware that the bathroom in a venue is not the best thing in the world. Very true. But yeah, and then, you know, my last two real quick are kind of go, they kind of go hand in hand. You know, venues typically do have ATMs, but you know, most of us buy our tickets in advance of a show. So if you know you're going to see a band where you'll likely want their merch or something and you're not sure if they're going to take a credit card or you don't have a credit card, all you have is your debit card, you know, take that cash money with you ahead of time. Go get it. Bring it with you to the show. And based on that, you know, sometimes it's better to buy merch before the show starts. Yeah, sure. You'll have to hold it. But, you know, do you really want to sit, stand in that rush of people at the end of the show? Or, you know, do it between sets. So do it right before, you know, the last band goes on so that you don't have to, you know, get stuck in that crowd of people, everyone pushing to the front. This happens a lot, especially in like, you know, arena shows and that sort of thing. They may have more than one merch table or merch area. But it's like at arenas, just getting out of there without merch in the way is a hassle. So sometimes it's good to do those things ahead of time. Yeah, and I like I like having cash too um, for shows. I mean, whether it's to avoid ATM fees or just to buy merch or whatever, but it also gives me a spending limit. Right. I know if I only take a certain amount of cash, then I won't spend more than that. Um, so that that might be helpful too, because I'm somebody who will you know see the twenty five dollar T shirt that I just want so badly, but I'd also rather drink two more beers. So <laughs> you know, I have to pick and choose. If I've only taken thirty dollars or whatever, that's all I got. Yeah, I try to do that with places like uh, when you go to Warp Tour or something. It's like, all right, I'm here to see quite a few bands. And there's, you know, not only are there band merch tables, but, you know, Vans always has their bunch of tents. And, you know, Vans will sell you a shirt for like $10. So that's always really tempting. And you always get something for free with it. So, you, you know, and then there's all those companies all the sponsors and that sort of thing where you can buy stuff so especially at festivals it's like you have to set your limit and try extremely hard not to you know pull out your credit card and go above that budgeting is key it is it's a very adult thing to do but it makes sense (laughs) and cash is also good for tipping your friendly merch people Uh because without them they usually double up as like tour managers or roadies or just the nice person behind the table that will help you out with anything and it gives them like a little extra cash too which is always good since they probably don't get paid for doing anything yeah it's very true tip everybody that you can tip 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 right and caitlin i know the rest of your recommendations are kind of more festival based and with you just being at south by southwest uh, here we have the self-help festival over the weekend why don't you kind of go ahead and dive into the rest of yours yeah, I feel like I uh, I definitely, you know, like I said, laid low this South By, um, but that's definitely where I honed my festival skills because you'll be out doing this, you know, for five days in a row, which is exhausting on so many levels, but also, in, especially in Texas, the weather changes day to day, you know, because like I said, it was 90 degrees on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, and then by Friday night, it was 45 Um, So it's really important to be prepared because you don't want to be that kid who's just like, 
stuck with nothing uh, when something happens. But then you also don't want to like overpack and have to drag shit around all the time. But I'm 100% a backpack girl because um, I like to put it on my front side when I'm in a pit or like in a big crowd. And then when I'm walking around, I keep it on my back. But um, one thing I did invest in recently, and this I take this just in my purse you know, when I'm out and about is an external battery for your phone. Um, I bought a really good one for like 15 bucks on Amazon. I mean, and you can find them, you know, if you go to Ross or Walmart or whatever, you get it for five bucks. External battery was great. Um, Although, you know, a lot of places, especially at South by Southwest, you can just like walk into the bar and be like, hey, can I charge my phone? And they don't care. Um, So South by is a little bit different in that sense. But, you know, I go to fun, fun, fun fest that we have here. I go to Riot Fest. Um, and those are definitely um, more kind of out in the field. Um, another thing I carry always um, is an empty water bottle. Very rarely will like a festival venue not allow you to bring an empty water bottle in. And this has saved my life so many times, especially for those summer festivals. Um, the water is always overpriced and most places either have watering stations um, or, you know, you just find the water fountain or you go to the bathroom and fill it up at the sink or whatever. Um, I know WarpTuber has been really good about that, that they have the water refilling stations now. And actually, I don't know the last time I was at a festival that didn't have that water bottle. So I usually bring like a bigger one. Um, I also always bring a trash bag or a plastic baggie. Um, they don't weigh anything. You fold them up and it's good for if it rains. Um, if you got to go on a slip and slide, if you're in a mosh pit and there's beer everywhere, because that happened to me at our Jimmy Eat Wednesday. I like my whole, this was not even a show. It's a DJ night and I was <laughs> in a mosh pit and I dumped my whole entire beer on myself and I would have liked to not spill that all over my phone, but I did. So that would have been a wise thing. Although I'm not taking a backpack into Jimmy Eat Wednesday because I'm not a, I don't know. That would just be weird. Uh, my other thing, uh, this kind of relates to the battery life of your phone. I always write down set times or just like itineraries or whatever on a piece of paper and keep it kind of folded up in my bag. That way I can just look at my schedule on there and not have to worry about the phone. Um, I, I don't know if Warp Tour still does it, but they used to hand out paper schedules. Yeah, I think they still do. Or it's like you buy them for a dollar or something. Yeah. I didn't know if they still did that or not, but that was always really helpful, especially during South by Southwest. Um, You know, you're out for 11 hours and I mean, even maybe your external battery is dead. But if you're checking venues and where things are and addresses the whole time, it's it's awful. Um, The only other thing that would be my recommendation is clothing and shoes. Um, And actually, I was joking around with uh, one of my friends about this on Twitter this weekend. He was up in Dallas for the So What Festival. um, And it was one of the days that it got kind of chilly. And well, chilly for us is like 60 degrees. But he was laughing because there were like all these teenagers and kids walking around like girls in shorts and crop tops and dudes without shirts on because it's like cool or tank tops, you know, whatever. It's like cool festival outfits. And it's like, no, like, you're going to get so cold tonight when it's 45 degrees. Like you were just out at the pool probably. Like what are you thinking? Right. I see that a lot where people oh. just not dress appropriately. <laughs> you're in the sun. Like, I, you know, I'm guilty of wearing like I, I enjoy the crop top at the festival kind of thing. But I also put sunscreen on constantly. But if you're a dumb person who won't wear sunscreen, like don't wear a tank top. You're going to get sunburned. Um, even if you say you don't burn, you're still getting sun damage. Wear shoes that you can walk in. Don't wear some 
freaking cute sandals or whatever. Your feet are going to be brown. They're going to get barfed on. They're going to get yes. mud. They're going to get whatevered on. It's not worth it. I don't care how cute you want to look. You're going to look stupid at the end of the day when you look like shit and everything's bleeding and covered in beard. Yeah. And with me, you know, I would wear tank tops to Warp Tour. And even though I put on so much sunscreen, it's like, oh, yeah. You sweat it off. Yeah. And it's like a couple times I forgot, you know, where the U or the V is on the tank top. So then it's just like right there (laughs) was like lobster red when I got back. And the last time I went to Warp Tour, it was, I believe, two summers ago. I was hanging out at the Fearless tent because I knew, you know, the two girls running the tent for the summer and it was shaded. And I was surprised at how burned I still got no matter how many times I put on sunscreen. And it's just like... Sometimes it doesn't matter if you put on sunscreen, but it's still a lot better to put on sunscreen because oh yeah, if I was lobster red putting on sunscreen, I just would have like had like secondary burns if I hadn't put anything on, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so true. Sunscreen and is, shoulder burns oh, are yes. the, worst. Ooh, the worst. Shoulder and chest because your skin is just so thin and like sensitive there. And showering afterwards, it's like oh, you don't even want warm water touching you yeah, <laughs> because it seriously. will just hurt so bad. Yeah. And I think that's something that definitely you learn with age. Like your mom was the one always like, my mom at least was always like, take your sunscreen. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, shut up, mom. And I would take it and never touch any of it. Um, So it's like, that's definitely a big part of it. It was for me at least. So I learned and I learned the hard way. So yeah. Megan, I know you have agreed with a few of the things Caitlin and I both brought up, but what else do you have for us as far as recommendations go? Yeah, I am going to echo some things. Um, Going off of the sunscreen thing, sometimes it's okay to splurge on sunscreen and use really good stuff. Like I highly recommend the Neutrogena, um, the Neutrogena dry feel sunscreen. I know that they have it in a spray and I know that they have it in a cream and I use both religiously when I'm out and about and it makes a huge difference. Um, You don't want to get like something super cheap because you don't want one sunscreen that just has UVA protection because then you'll get UVB burns. Mm -hmm. It's really the science behind sunburns is complicated, but sometimes for your future like health and well-being, it's better to buy the expensive stuff. Plus it smells nice. So there's that. And the clothing thing, concerts and festivals should not be fashion shows. Like, I don't care if it's a cute little festival outfit. I don't care if, like, it's brand new. The other thing to think about, too, is um, comfort over fashion is key. You want to be as comfortable as possible. You don't want to be that girl pulling up her top constantly because it keeps wiggling down. Tube tops at concerts and festivals, probably not the best idea. You're literally asking for a nip slip. Yeah. I mean, I actually learned that kind of the hard way a little at my first Warped in 2008, where I wasn't wearing a tube top, but I was wearing a tank top that was a super V-neck. And I was crowd surfing and it actually got ripped. Like, Well, it didn't get ripped. It got pulled. And basically, I ended up in the bouncer's arms with my top half off with my boob out. <laughs> and that was awkward and uncomfortable because I was underage at the time. Um, so there's that to think about. Shoe choice, you can wear sneakers. Sneakers are always the best bet because you might lose a shoe. No one wants to lose a shoe. Right. That's like the most awkward thing to happen. So true. Um, 
I usually stick with Converse or Vans because they're the most comfortable to me. Um, I have a pair of Converse that I've had since seventh grade, and they've been with me through so much. And miraculously, they are still fully intact and not fully or anything. I have a pair from eighth grade. (laughs) I love my Converse. Um, My shoes do not last that long. (laughs) Well, I don't know how they last. Duct taped inside. (laughs) Nice. Mine aren't even duct taped on the inside. I wear them like every day. But vans, like they're very comfy. I find that yeah. if I'm standing for long periods of time, it's better to have the vans because of the comfort thing. Yep, occasionally, yeah, like occasionally I'll throw on my Doc Martens, but that's usually if it's colder outside. It's really hard to dress for a show when the temperature is changing because you don't want to be that person with a giant down coat if it's like 30 degrees outside. And then when you're in the venue, it's like 80 because everyone's in there and sweating and gross. Because the other thing is you don't want to ruin nice clothes either. You don't want to get sweat or beer or wiped off Sharpie from hands. (laughs) Like I usually just stick with a dark, dark palette of colors for concerts and shows because I know that they're going to get dirty. And I don't I would feel weird just walking around with all of that dirt on and having people see it. Well, especially if you go somewhere afterwards, too. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, oh, is that girl been rolling in some dirt? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's totally okay to look really nice and wear heels or sandals or something or dresses. I don't understand the whole why girls wear dresses to shows. Like, it's cute, but it's not super functional, and I would feel really awkward about that. Uh, Unless you're going to be, like, sitting in a seat. Yes, 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 yes. If you're sitting, fine. Look as cute as you want. all you want. (laughs) But if you're out doing, like, crowd surfing, moshing, whatever, just go with comfort over fashion. It's, it's, ugh. I've definitely never understood the whole wearing heels at a concert thing because, yes, it'll make you taller and able to see a little more, but chances are there's so many people in the venue still taller than you that it won't really matter. (laughs) And you might accidentally hurt someone, too, because if you're wearing stilettos to a show, which as a stiletto person, I would never because I would worry about hurting someone because those things can be weapons like wedges too. If you get your foot stomped on, that's going to hurt and that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, it's bad enough when someone in, you know, vans or Converse steps on your foot at a show or jumps on it (laughs) and let alone people in sharp heels. (laughs) Oh, that's painful. That's so painful. Um, The other thing is with bags. If you're going to a festival or like a small scale show, don't bring a large oversized bag. You don't want to be that person that has to dig through their bag to find stuff. Or um, actually, I know some venues do have size limits on bags, Um, especially some of the larger arenas. They follow like the NFL guidelines and you can only have a certain amount of stuff or a certain size and can't bring everything you want to bring in it. Sports fans will probably understand me talking about this. Right. But wristlets. Wristlets are really great. You can keep your ID. You can keep cash in there, credit cards, literally the bare Which, minimum. Yeah, at a um, regular concert, you don't need anything else. No, you really don't. <laughs> you, you do not need anything else. We're in the age of technology where your camera or your phone can double as your camera and like a recording device or anything. You don't need to bring a giant DSLR. Yeah. A giant DSLR. Like extra lenses unless you're taking photos of the show and you have a pass to do that otherwise yeah a wristlet's fine and you can actually just clip it to your if you're wearing like shorts or jeans with belt loops you can clip it to that and not have to worry about it dangling off your wrist the whole time 
plus you won't have a fear of like it getting stolen if you have it even if it's a crossbody um or pickpocketed i've had friends get pickpocketed unfortunately at a show that yeah and then like i still don't understand the people that bring backpacks into venues like standing venues that have coat checks like why would you bring a backpack? We it- we definitely have the backpack problem in Austin, but a lot of it's um, like people who bike and commute. But I've noticed that a lot recently too, and it kind of drives me crazy because it takes yeah. up a lot of room. I but was behind I a girl know, guess- at the Jack's Mannequin Show at the 9:30 Club who had this giant backpack, and I was like, "Well, great. What's going to happen when you put it on the ground? Like, is it going to take up someone's spot? It's it was that large." <sighs> Okay, I, I should stop talking about that. <laughs> it's like all the things we hate about shows, we can fit right now. Yeah, it's also just common sense. Yeah, yeah. courtesy. It's one thing yeah. to take a backpack to a festival where you know you'll be all day, especially if it's outdoors, then you don't really have to worry about the space factor. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, usually there's plenty of space between each of the stages to where you can kind of spread out and you don't have to be like right next to someone unless you insist on being up front. And if that's you, then don't take a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Caitlin, you mentioned that you move it to the front of you when you're, mm-hmm. you know, standing there yep. at a show. What I do is instead of a backpack, I take a drawstring bag because this way, you know, if someone tries to open it, it will tighten on my shoulders. So I will know if, you know, someone's opening it. Unlike a backpack where, you know, most people will put their phone and their wallet in a smaller front pocket. And if you don't pull the backpack yeah, around to the front easy. of you, someone could easily just like walk by and like slide the zipper right on open and take your stuff out of there. So that's plus my hair is so long that if someone wanted to get to my drawstring bag, they would have to literally move all of my hair out of the way. So it's like with that, it's something that will easily be noticed. And, you know, some sometimes I still, you know, will keep my phone in my pocket. But if I'm standing somewhere, I'll move it to my front pocket, even though, you know, in girls jeans, it the phone will never fit in your front pocket, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> and like the other thing about bags is if you can get tote bags. They're great for festivals because you can throw all the merch you get in there. You can throw the free stuff that you get in there and anything you want. And like you could probably have multiples and no one would bat an eye at you because free stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Chances are someone's handing out a drawstring bag at a show anyway, or especially at festivals. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I did not take advantage of this year at South by, by the way, was the free stuff. I just couldn't do it. It was, it was pretty crazy this year, but I will, I did, um, you know, I took my, I did take a backpack to the no effects show, which I felt a little bit like a turd, but <laughs> I was really glad that I had it. Oh wait, no, I didn't take the backpack. Never mind. I'm a liar. And not take the backpack. I took a crossbody. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not a dummy. I have nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Always a plus. Never mind. Oh, that is. But yeah, and then echoing Caitlin way, way earlier, or maybe it was, no, it was Caitlin. No, it was, never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired right now that just whatever. But um, going off of the disposable battery, or not disposable, the external, oh, yeah, the external battery. battery. Yes, I am so sorry. You can tell I had a long <laughs> weekend. If you have an iPhone, um, I believe it was iOS 9 that implemented the low power mode function. Yeah. If your battery is at 100%, switch it on to low power mode and you will be so grateful for it. It also helps if you dim your screen if you're at a show too, just conserve battery life because battery life is valuable when you're out and about unless you're me and carry an extra phone cord and block with you everywhere because your phone just is weird. 
Um, but low power mode is definitely a huge, huge lifesaver. Um, and in terms of cases, I have an OtterBox Defender on my phone. It's really useful because it has that nice silicone um, outer skin. So if I'm crowd surfing, for example, I can keep a vice grip on it and it won't slip out of my hand. Um, I found that useful when I saw a brand new at Penn State and had nowhere to put my phone. <laughs> so I held it in my hand with the vice grip and the grip on the case just was really nice and I didn't drop it on anyone. And if you drop your phone in an OtterBox Defender or I guess a life proof, um, you don't have to worry about your phone getting cracked or getting damaged. It has that rugged layer of protection that will keep it from being crushed and crushing all of your hopes and dreams of like actually having a usable phone at a show. No one wants to crack their phone at a show. Or in general. Um, Ever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I actually saw a girl last night at a bar I was at drop her phone face down on the ground without a case on it. And miraculously, it didn't crack. It's like the phone gods were with her that night. (laughs) I I think phone companies, too, are starting to get better at making glass on the front screens that doesn't shatter as easily because yeah, you know and they're making waterproof phones now too yeah for those people who use androids <laughs> those <laughs> I people hear nice things about that one yeah and then lastly my concert advice experience whatever if you're going to a smaller scale show that has a lot of local bands playing sometimes it's best to go early like you never know what you're going to hear within the local scene it's always good to support your local scene because one day they could be really big and you could say, hey, I saw them when they were performing in front of five people at like the VFW or something. Right. Um, for example, the Have Mercy show on Thursday. There were three Richmond bands that opened that show. And I was pleasantly surprised by actually two of the three. I have already I know one of the bands already and they're really great. Um, but just sometimes the bands are just starting out and they could be really sucky Or other times, they could just surprise you and you could be like, why aren't they signed yet? Why haven't they, like, gotten a deal or anything? This is great. Um, In the case of the first band that played the Richmond show, it was their first show ever, I guess. Or maybe it was their first big show. But they sounded incredible. And I was actually blown away by that because I honestly wasn't expecting much. So the local bands. I would definitely Element of surprise is good. Yeah. And if they suck, you can just talk shit about them with your friends. <laughs> That's so true. That is very true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I think that about covers it for our little concert slash festival guide that we have for you guys today. So that was our main topic. We'll go ahead and just jump on into our recommendations here. So, Caitlin, what do you have for us? So this is a recommendation re- recommendation for <laughs> like today. Um, since I was out and about and enjoying music all week, I didn't do too much except drink beer, which if you are anywhere near or in Texas, I highly recommend that you go out and buy a pack of the Shiner Prickly Pear beer. It is their seasonal beer and it is out and back and it's my favorite. So that would be a recommendation. Um, have either of y'all ever had Shiner Bock? I have no clue what that yes. is. It's a a beer made in Shiner, Texas, and it's pretty popular, um, obviously, in Texas, but 
around the country. It's pretty well known, but they do have seasonal beers and they have one that's made with prickly pear cactus juice and it is amazing. Uh, But then my real recommendation, oh my God, it's the best. It's so refreshing and I kind of want one right now. Um, (laughs) The other recommendation that I have that's real though is... Pee Wee Herman's new movie on Netflix. (laughs) Um, I grew up watching Pee Wee um, because my mom was a huge fan. Um, And they actually just premiered it at South by Southwest for the uh, film portion this week. And he was in town and did a QA. and a But I was kind of hesitant because the first Pee Wee movie came out in like 1985. And he's like 60-something now. He has had a lot of work done because he still looks like he has not aged a bit. And it was freaking hilarious. It was so good. It's Pee Wee Herman's Big Holiday on Netflix. If you ever watched Pee Wee or enjoyed it or whatever, watch it because it is so freaking funny. But if you think Pee Wee is dumb in any way, you will hate it. Um, so it's very, I think it's people are either going to love it or hate it. There's no in between. So that hands down, yeah, I don't watch movies ever much less ones that are like new-ish. So the fact that I even viewed it is impressive to me, but the fact that it was awesome is even better. Nice. And Megan, what do you have for us this week? I'm being the adult here this week. I'm not giving (laughs) anyone music recommendations or anything pop culture related. Be good to your body. Getting the right amount of sleep is crucial. And I can see this from experience because I am running on empty. On Thursday, I got home at 2 a.m., And I woke up at 9 a.m. to drive from Virginia to Pennsylvania. And that was like a five, six hour drive thanks to traffic. Um, Got to state college, had a nice dinner with my friends, did all that stuff. Was going to go to bed at like a reasonable adult hour of 10 p.m., maybe 1030. I'm going to push it a little. But instead, I had to listen to uh, a collegiate party literally happening above me. And I heard the bass. It was like being at a concert all over again. I wished I had earplugs and just sleep was awful. And then I woke up early yesterday to go get breakfast, took some naps in between there and the function that I went to. And then I stayed out until like 2.30 last night because college and responsibly Ubered back to where I was staying. Woke up early again to go to brunch, drove back to Virginia and just my tank is at empty. So don't do ragers like that. Be good to your body. Listen to it. If it wants to sleep for 16 hours, let it sleep for 16 hours. If you know you need caffeine to get through the day, maybe you should get more sleep. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with coffee or anything, uh, but just listen to your body. Don't treat it like it's a disposable trash bag. Make good choices. (laughs) Well, I guess then it's a good thing we're wrapping this up now. This way you can go get some of that sleep you're talking about. But I have a few (laughs) I have a few recommendations before we go. Two are TV related and the first one is eleven twenty two sixty three, which is based off the Stephen King book of the same name. So the premise is this high school teacher he goes back in time, basically, to try and stop the JFK assassination. And I will give away no more than that. But the show is exclusively on Hulu or, you know, not if you catch my drift. But there have been quite a few episodes. It's a mini series, So this isn't something that's going to have multiple seasons. 
I think it's up to five right now because I've watched the first three. Okay, yeah. I know I have yeah. not watched the latest episode, so I'm on either whatever it is, episode five or six. And it's been really good so far. And it's pretty cool to see how they kind of recreate this entire era of the 60s. They do a great job. Yeah. And I actually just listened to a podcast today. It was the Nerdist Writers Panel. And they interviewed one of the ladies who was, you know, working on the show. And she had also worked on Friday Night Lights. So pretty popular lady and she's a huge Stephen King fan so she was all over this project and you know I haven't read the book because it is 1100 pages roughly oh my god but that is a plan of mine after watching you know the beginning episodes of the show so if you're someone who wants to wait and kind of binge watch all of the episodes at once and if you have not done so you know maybe wait until they're all out get that free trial from hulu or hopefully you know by then it'll be on itunes and whatnot but my other tv recommendation this week is daredevil season two obviously season one if you have not watched that first (laughs) because some of it won't make much sense if you haven't i am five or six episodes into that as well coincidentally (laughs) but hopefully by the time you hear this I will actually be done which you know this happens every time I talk about something it's like oh I haven't done this but by the time you hear this episode I probably will have done this so (laughs) I'm hoping to actually you know kind of write reviews over on hi-fi noise for you know maybe four episode chunks since there's 13 episodes you know do episodes one through four all the way up through 12 and then do a final one for the final episode, which hopefully, you know, kind of makes sense. But that has been really good so far. They introduced the Punisher and Elektra this season. So if you're into comics, check it out. Even if you aren't, it's just such a beautifully filmed show and well-written. I think you would enjoy it whether or not you kind of are really into comics and that sort of thing. And then my final recommendation for the week is just to read. I've been reading a lot of sports books lately. I read The Legends Club by John Feinstein, Boys Among Men by Jonathan Abrams. Now I'm reading a book about Bill Walton, who is a basketball player, for anyone who does not know that. And I'll forgive you if you did not know that. Don't worry. But whether it's books or, you know, articles, just, you know, go out there, read something, try to read every day if you can. I have it as a recurring task on my to-do list, even though I'm almost guaranteed to read something every day. I kind of just put it there as a friendly reminder. Hey, if you haven't read today, you should probably get on that. Go, you know, check your Insta paper queue or whatever, pocket whatever you use. Get that reading in. This episode of Misaligned brought to you by three moms. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And read. (laughs) Wow, we did that really well, didn't we? (laughs) We are moms and proud. Moms at heart. Moms at heart. (laughs) Well, that wraps it up for this week. We are going to go let Megan get some of that sleep she needs now before she turns into a grandma before too long here. (laughs) Uh, I turned into a grandma over the weekend. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So you're good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.